Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is me once again doing another double intro to apologise for the state of all of us in these podcasts. Um, I'm going to keep it nice and quick. It's me, it's Chris Glasson, it's Stu Whiffin. That's I'm at Scroobius Pipio, Chris is at Redshift a Rebels, and Stuart a Whiffin is at Stu a Whiffin, S-T-U-W-H-I-F-F-E-N. Yeah, they're a lot of fun to do. I know they're a bit silly and we get we say some outrageous things, but we have a lot of fun doing it, so thank you very much. I should also tell you that um, me and Chris always get a cab home after these, and Chris is just always increasingly in a mess, as we've mentioned previously. Um, when we got the cab this time, the first thing he did was ask for some non-English songs, which was a pretty weird request. I mean, the driver was an Asian Asian gentleman, and... Which is quite cool that Chris was like, I want to hear what you're into. And because the guy was like, I don't really listen to a lot of English stuff. Um, I mean, he did keep calling him my friend. So it felt a bit like a 60s sitcom, but it was nice. Um, then Chris started to sing along to these, um, these wonderful, um, Asian songs that he'd never heard before. And then quite casually said, Yeah, I like it, man. I mean, I mean, it's not—it's not the best thing I've ever heard, which was a you know a backhanded compliment if ever. But um, yeah, we got a good cab home. Everyone was drunk. Everyone partied. Um, on with the podcast, I guess. Um, I, again, I've mentioned before, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna add an outro to this because I really like the note with which it ends, um, on which it ends. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in to these four drunk casts, and I'll be back next week with real guests and real people, not these pair of idiots. Thanks, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Drunk Cast, because we're a bit drunk. Chris, you've asked three times if you can start it how you want to start it. Go ahead, start it. Wankers, wankers, wankers. Only funny if you're drunk, which you guys listening aren't. Chris is very drunk. He's cracking up at that, as has been established in previous episodes. Finds <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely hilarious. We are... Team three wankers. that is not what we are we are a few drinks in we are on the fourth episode um this is longer than the last one but shorter than the first one so far so far Mm. as pip takes a swig from his uh, silver tankard (laughs) which is still cold which i'm jealous about a little bit it is dripping with Mm. um condensation i didn't have the mic to my face and that's real drunkness that um i've only drunk half a bottle of gin today i purposely only brought half a bottle of gin I finished it now. Chris, no, Chris. Would you like to do a shot before we get going on this one? What you up, Stu? Uh, uh, Have you you finished the bottle of Jaeger? Yep. (laughs) While Stu rifles through his alcohol, and don't be cheap, vanilla vodka. Oh no, hang on, no, no, no. Put that back, ladies and gentlemen, because as previously mentioned, we've got the Goldschlager, which Chris was drunkenly swigging after the podcast last time, which was disgusting. So I think that's your one. I'm kind of indifferent between those two, so what have you got? Fine. I mean, you've got a bottle of sours up there. Um, SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com. Come and check us out. Buy my Edinburgh Fringe show. I'm going to be returning to the Edinburgh Fringe. Tell you who else is going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe. Sage Francis and B. Dolan. That's going to be some shit right there. Uh, check them out. Um, check me out. Check us out. <laughs> check out. Check me out. Check me out. <laughs> check me out. Check me out. V- vinyl. I'm going to give a shout out to Vinyl because we've topped up all the vinyl in the Speech Development Record Store. So you can get Distraction Pieces, the album, on vinyl. You can get 
King Blues off with their heads, which raced up to number 22 in the vinyl charts in blood red vinyl. You can get B. Dolan killed a wolf in midnight blue vinyl. You can get Sage Francis Copper gone in gold fucking vinyl, double vinyl. Right. Um, so, yeah, check all that out. You could get a real good. You may own no vinyl, and you could go to that store and get a fucking great starter collection for. I mean, it would cost you about 100 quid. A vinyl's expensive as fuck, but but still, it's really good and it's well, nice. Yeah, so no. check don't, that out. Don't be a pussy. Collect vinyl. And let's get the podcast going. Drop that theme tune, buddy. Peace. And we are off. Um, how are we doing, gents? How drunk are you feeling? Pretty good. I mean, Stu's on his phone. I don't know what that's about. Just, just um, we're checking your list. Well, I'll just take some photos of Chris with um, the... Um, the Goldschlager. The Goldschlager and the uh, the massive cock-shaped um, bottle opener. opener. Yeah. yeah. Don't make fun of me of that. That's your cock-shaped bottle opener, mate. Right. Just the fact that I'm sucking it off doesn't his mean bottle it's opener not or your his bottle cock? opener. Is that your dick? No, no. What, the one's in your hand? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's mine. <laughs> Sorry. My apologies. Um, what have we said we're going to talk about? Um, David fucking Hay. Let's oh, get on to Hay Day 2. The way. Let's be negative, and then straight after Hay Day 2, I want to get on to Secret Cinema, because you were very excited about that. Well, it was great well, fun. Should we do Secret Cinema first? Because Shall you finish not... what's in your mouth first? Because I've got a few uh, boxing things I wouldn't mind talking about. Well, let's start with Secret Cinema then, because we went a bit MMA heavy on one of them. I don't even fucking remember I'm drunk. No, no, no. Um, so let's talk about Secret Cinema. Is that the second time you've been? Because you went to the Star Wars one, didn't you? It was Empire Strikes Back, yeah. but yes. You went to Empire Strikes Back. Um, I mean, that's a Star Wars film, right? Don't really? be a dick yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but yeah, so you went to this one. It was 28 days later. My mate Indy went to this as well, and she was texting me beforehand saying... My mate Katie went the other week, was scared as fuck, what a dickhead, how ridiculous, and then she went to it and was in tears with fear and panic really? and just general, was genuinely like, oh well, my god, that's the most crying. intense thing, yeah. I'm no tough guy, shit. but shit like that, don't bother me, but <laughs> but I'm not particularly going to get freaked out by people dressing as zombies and pretending to chase you. Yeah, exactly. Right. I should say now that if it's still running, I don't yeah. know if it is or it isn't. If it is... By the time this comes out, it shouldn't be. But you should go. Or turn off now, because it's meant to be surprises. Yeah, if if, if you're planning on going, or you, or you think you might go, then then stop listening. Because... Skip forward. Just yeah. skip forward. It's really easy. People are moaning about adverts and stuff on podcasts. You know you can skip forward. Just just chill out. But yeah, so... I mean, you've been to Secret Cinema 4. Let's quickly explain what it is. It's screenings of films, but they do a full-day kind of event. So you'll all be in fancy dress. So if I talk about the Star Wars one... Chris just poured, like, half a pint of Goldschlager. That's ridiculous. Anyway, go on. Yeah, so the Star Wars one, you have to kind of... you First of all, you have to kind of commit to it a bit and throw yourself in yeah. you know you dress up and uh, sorry I'm sorry and, and you got there and, and then basically you, you, as you're queuing up to go inside it was a, um, a, a, an old print works in, in London yeah. and uh, 
and you went in and then you you got sat in this massive room that was done out like a space centre and then you made a, a kind of on this screen you sort of made a jump to hyperspace and you walked through a door and you and it was the whole place was done out like Tatooine and main characters were walking around and land speeders would go past you and, and there'd be like armies of stormtroopers walking past and you had to barter with stuff to get to the next part and you could go and play cards with Lando Carizian and like it was it was amazing. <laughs> awesome. It was really cool. So cool. And all the time yeah. you can like buy booze and different foods and it's all built all within this kind of marketplace that's meant to be tattooing. It's, it's it was amazing. That's dope. And then once you've bought enough stuff, you go through to the next bit, which is basically this this huge kind of sort of warehouse space, and there's like a, a mezzanine floor above you, and like and a, and a sort of mezzanine bridge that goes across. And and as you're doing that, I mean, Carol was dressed as Princess Leia, and and, and she sexy. Got, she got kidnapped by. So my wife was dressed as Princess Leia. And she got um, <laughs> double sexy, and she got. Um, <laughs> Pip's mum, my wife, you need to calm yourself. Hey, yeah. man, they're not listening to um, Calm down, mate. You're not uh, Tom. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and they kidnapped her and put her in a cell, and then... And then <laughs> you having a go at me? And then five minutes later, one of the stormtroopers... Gets her pregnant. Off comes the, the helmet. We might have to kick Chris out in a minute. I think he's... As he's drinking from his pint of Goldschlager... <laughs> Off comes the helmet and it's Luke Skywalker and he rescues oh, her. And, and then basically you, you all get kind of ushered into this area um, and then an X-Wing goes over your head and it's fucking insane. And then Damn. basically you then get sort of split down the middle and you move either side and it's the, the finale of Star Wars and the cast walk through and up the stairs to recreate the end of the Star Wars film. And then they open That's all amazing. these curtains to the right and you go through and you sit down and there's X amount of screens and X amount of seats, and you sit and then watch Empire Strikes Back. But around the screens that you're watching is all sorts of scaffolding, and when there's a lightsaber fight going on within the film, there's actors recreating them characters above the screen, recreating it, dropping it. Oh, man. It's it's fucking amazing. It it, it really is. Big love to Secret Cinema. They hit me up a while back to help them out on something, and I couldn't do it. I don't want me to write a spoken word or perform something. I couldn't make it, but... I've never been to one, but from day one, like, and recently they got a lot of hype because of the Back to the Future one and stuff yeah, like that. That was at Olympic Park, wasn't it? it just yeah. looks, they just, they, they smash the fuck well, my, out of it, right? my missus has got tickets, they do two a year, and obviously we went to 28 Days Later the other day, but yeah. they're doing Dirty Dancing later this year. I'm aware no of that. No way, that is so cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sceptical just because I've, I love Dirty Dancing. Yeah. I've been to Dirty Dancing the musical. I enjoyed it. But I was surrounded by a lot of middle-aged women. Yeah. And I'm like, my first ever secret cinema experience, as much as I love Dirty Dancing, I don't know if I want it to be Dirty Dancing. So, 28 Days Later... I think you're going to be massively wrong on that. And if you think it's only going to be middle-aged women there, I think you're going to be hugely wrong. Secret cinema. Because they are going to pass that down to all the generations... Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be huge. I actually am exi- as much of a Star Wars nerd as I am, as much as when they release Aliens, I'll probably explode in mm-hmm. some way. I get Dirty what you're dancing, saying, though. Dirty Dancing is going to be great. It, it, Did you ever go to the Aliens uh, Quasar at the Trocadero? Are you kidding me? I've never <laughs> ever talked to you about this. Sorry to take it off piece, but... This is a whole fucking hour episode. That was crazy exciting, right? Yeah, until they stopped letting me go in, or them... (laughs) 
basically what happens at the Alien Trocadero is you go in and you go in for this experience and uh, there's people in alien outfits and they chase you around. Only problem is you get weirdo fanboys like me who will go in like a lot. First time I was scared out of my mind. Actually, every time I went, I was scared out of my mind. But I'd learn what the actors were doing, and I'd realise there were points at which the alien would grab someone and tear them out of their seat, or they'd be in a lift and tear them out of the lift. I was literally frying myself at the alien because I wanted to get attacked by an alien, <laughs> and there'd be an alien. Can you imagine a scene in Alien directed by Ridley Scott, and it's all silent, and they're going down in the lift, it's all got quiet, and there's a light flashing and then the door opens and everyone's screaming and then one of those people decides to throw themselves at the alien (laughs) pick me, pick me and the alien grabs them realises it's not an actor and it's some weird kid who has been for the third time in a row the alien embraces them and then recognises them and then pushes them away (laughs) and then takes some other kid and drags them out yeah, I know, Alien Trocadero. Band. Anyway, as, as we were saying, Secret Cinema. Oh, wait, 28 days um, later. Uh, me and the missus went and, and, and our friends. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, man, it was it was really good. I'm torn now on if we should leave it there, because you've given a great description of the Star Wars one, which is definitely yeah. done and dusted. I think that's a really good chat. And 28 days l- I like, again, the beauty of these things is it's the surprise you don't quite know. Yeah. It's called Secret Cinema. Yeah, for yeah, a reason, yeah. I'd rather not secret. talk about 28 Days Out. Um, yeah, if you, if you are planning on the game, I'd, I would say perhaps watch the film before you go uh, if you haven't seen it because. Just to get you ready. Uh, or, or even if you've seen it when it come out, watch it again, just refresh yourself. But um, the environment that you actually watch the film in is insane. And yeah, there, there's so much good stuff there. But yeah. what, what I will say is if you want to go and enjoy yourself and, and get pissed and party as well, you can do that. Um, when I went, uh, also... <coughs> excuse me. Unbelievable. <laughs> this country. Um, but with... Um, yeah, with 28 Days Later, obviously, again, there's bars and there's like... The, the best rave I've ever been to was in there, and I, I, I won't say any more. Yeah. But with the Star Wars one... When the film finished, um, you walked out and then you walked into another warehouse and there was just this amazing music and, and, and a DJ booth and this kind of um, Stormtrooper DJing. And, uh, <laughs> Stormtrooper takes the hat off. It's Love Goldie. It. And Goldie's just dropping. No oh, man, way. It's like Goldie was wearing a Stormtrooper Goldie hat. was the DJ. Just and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Everything about it is just, just bang on the money. Like, um, you know, don't go there and, you know, just go, I just want to go and watch the film. You know, if you want to go, film. get yeah. dressed up. And like get involved and throw yourself into it, have a few beers, and did just... you have to run away from any zombies, mate? Run like a maniac. Yeah, but no offence, Chris. Mate. Uh, I mean, I've got bored of that. Um, Chris, any film? Like, what would you be your ideal film for them to do at a secret cinema? Wow, what a great Deliverance. question! I've not even thought of. <laughs> <laughs> have, 
have you got one that you can think of that you could spring out of the top? Man, Terminator. They haven't done Aliens. Saturday Night Fever springs to mind for me because that's a fucking great film. It's a great movie. Yeah. Right, okay, here it is. Here it is. Do you know what Secret Cinema? Here it is. Here is the ultimate moneymaker for you right now because it is well hated in the movie world. Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters. There you go, that'd be a hell of a secret cinema. Now, you, you don't, you know, Ghostbusters is my favourite film. There's a long particularly doing, story about that. Particularly doing that at the time of the new one coming exactly. out. Exactly. Everyone, everyone who's hating on the new one will go, wowzers. Exactly, exactly. You know, if, you, if you're worried about what's about to happen to the Ghostbusters genre, secret cinema, set it. Fucking right, man. Set it right and let us all relive how amazing, how amazing that movie was for, for humour, for story, for science fiction, for special effects, for acting. That is an epic movie. It'd be a great one. Secret Cinema, guys, please do it. I'll I'll work. I I will work with you for free. You won't fucking. You no, you'll go. All I'll do is I'll I will work for a small sum of a massive bottle of Goldschlager yeah. to make that shit happen. That has to happen. Stu, what would you pick? Have you got any that spring to mind? Um, you know we're live, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, you can't throw that and expect like you just to go. Yep, yeah, definitely. Um. I mentioned it earlier, but Rollerball would be really Rollerball would be cool. great. Uh, yeah. Bad good. movie, but a great experience. That kind of, you could yeah. do it in a roller disco. You yeah, could have yeah. it all fucked up. Do it, it could be uh, executed well. You could do it at the, the cycle thing at Lee Valley. Actually, actually, Stu, yep. actually, Stu, that brings up a really good point. Like a bad movie that could be done well in secret cinema. Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of those, mate. Mate, i got one for you. Right. My choice of secret cinema, Pirates. Pirates. Is everyone not familiar with Pirates? I'm familiar with it. I'll give you the Wikipedia description. Pirates is a 2005 American pornographic action adventure film. Um, At the time, it was the biggest budget porn film ever made. It stars a Jesse Jane. Yeah, Jesse Jane. Tegan Presley. Devon or Devon. I don't know what it is. Fuck the shit out of Devon. Oh, sorry, that's a dude. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pick that. As my secret cinema, like a, a, a one-person experience. That's I just a one-person experience. I just go in there and all those girls... No, is no one up for this? All those girls are dressed up as pirates. And oh, I mate, to no, no, totally, 100%. To I'm sex. just thinking about what Mark, one of our best friends, Mark, Mark Irvine, Mark Irvine Fest, Mark yeah, the Irvine Fest, Mark Irvine. The, the whole, most, the best person in the world ever. I mean, and he was, he, it, but... he, he was saying to me the other day, he was like, yeah, but what happens, man? What happens, man, when we do virtual reality sex? What happens after that? Yeah, it's weird how he's turned American, Mark. I met him a couple of times. I didn't think he was American. What happens, man? (laughs) What happens when we do... Well, I'll tell you right now, he's turned American, man. Oh, he's turning it to Michael Jackson, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because he was Bob Dylan about two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to Mark Irvine? Anyway, have you come up with one? You've not, have you? You said said Rollerball, sorry. Yeah. Um, Let's get on to Heyday. Sorry, you just piped up like a little peacock. (laughs) Did you have something to add there? No, nothing nothing remotely interesting. I'm a little bit disappointed I went with Rollerball because I I know that people come to me. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Both of fucking whack-ass. I say Ghostbusters and you come in weak. I chucked out Saturday Night Fever first and that would be the bollocks, Uh, don't... Okay, all right. That that would be good. Because people don't know... 
Greece. Greece. Greece would be, Greece no, would be fuck great. off. Go fuck yourself. No, don't go fuck myself. Yes, you, go fuck no, myself. No, go fuck yourself because you said Greece because of Saturday Night Fever and people think they're similar films. No, Saturday no. Night Fever was no, one I don't of, think they're similar Saturday films. Night Fever was one of the first films to readily use the word cunt. It I also has suicide in it. It has drugs and addiction. <laughs> you it see, has so much good shit. I love Saturday faces. Night Fever. Go fuck yourself, both of you, because you're laughing. I love Saturday Night Fever. I, I would just like to add, I, I recorded uh, Saturday Night Fever off the television last night. It's with... fucking brilliant. It's such a good film. I'm not saying it because it's it's the same oh, movie. Oh, Greece. Oh, bring it on. We could do loads of good fucking dance-based ones. Yeah, but Step you could. up to the streets. But you could do a great, great Greece great one, film. right? You can't, you can't fucking put that down. The fact that they Not fiction both, be fresh. They, the, the, oh, <laughs> whoa, why? Yeah, why haven't they done that? Or Pulp Fiction, cool, but it's more well, individualised. Yeah, but even They're so, they, 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 they both suffer the same film when you come to Secret Seminar. That that seminar, seminar. Sorry, um, is that that they're two that they're, they're such a small cast. Yeah. Um, Kill Bill, on the other hand, would mm. be insane for Secret Cinema. Can you imagine, like, the last scene with Crazy 88? Yeah. Tell you what would be good. Tell you what would be good. Well, you better tell, tell us about it. better not be a porno. Tell you what. <laughs> Is tell it a porno? You what. It's nine and a half thousand. <laughs> um, you don't get a reference, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> that was directed at Chris. I knew Stu got it. Um, Wayne's World. That's what I'm talking about. That'd be that, fucking that brilliant, right? That's what I'm talking about. Wayne's World would be great because the music you could have, the characters, the oh, difference. Can you imagine so quotable. Rhapsody. So yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody with a full crowd, so quotable. Right, so like, there's there's no song that ever goes off like the Bohemian Rhapsody with for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Can you turn the heater off? I'm melting. Yeah. And can you never refer to it as the Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what'll be good. The Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, the Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Tell you what, have you seen The Aliens? <laughs> or The Alien? Oh, please, um, be good. On, on, on the way to Birmingham... We asked Chris to name his three favourite aliens in I got films. a text, and, and it all went a bit quiet, and I thought, do you know what? I'm not even going to reply, because I know that everybody else is just talking. And Chris having a great laugh. has literally gone into himself for about an hour trying to think of his favourite aliens. Um, but it was great, because Chris went into Hold a on. lot of time thinking about his own aliens, yeah, Googling his favourite aliens, putting them together in a picture, giving his list, and just as he sent it... Or what did you send through as your top three aliens? Uh, Alf, Mooncat, and uh, <laughs> Mr. Spoon from Buttermoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel so bad because that slayed me so much more than Chris's carefully crafted, <laughs> wonderful bit of the the alien from Aliens One, the alien, the 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 the, the face grabber from it, and the you're really annoying me, and the dog you're ruining my joke, and the dog alien from Aliens Three, and <laughs> alien. Three, not aliens. Three, Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> You're pluralizing into... shit. Oh, need to be pluralized. He was going into such detail, and he literally scroll on to the next one. Mr. Spoon, classic. <laughs> Mr. Spoon is gold. Um, yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. positive. After this next one, we're going to talk about a bit of Brian Gittins because he was a previous guest, or David Earl was a previous guest on the podcast. What happened to Hayday? And he's hilarious. 
after this one, we're going to talk about that because Heyday's next, and I don't think it's going to be too positive. So we need Gittins queued up. Heyday two, Gittins queued up. Heyday two on Dave, comedian. Um, Stu, you watched it. What did you think? Uh, Yeah, Heyday twenty one. Shall I explain what Heyday is? Heyday, yeah, it's David Hay. The yeah, the the former cruiserweight. World champ. Who I've been a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. He's a Millwall fan, and when he beat that big uh, giant lad, exactly it was right. fucking fantastic, mm. and he just jumped up and got that massive one that rocked him. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he was, he was you know, great fire. But he stopped for a while. The thing that put me off him slightly is when we went, when we went to UFC and he was sat next to us, and it's fine... Because where we are, yep. people aren't always that into the fights, but he was on his phone a lot. And that's just me being a nerd. Yep. But when we went to Bama, and he was one of the commentators or colour people, colour, um, and he was on his phone a little bit then. And that, that just, again, that's 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 petty. Mm. It's not everyone's as much of a nerd as us. That annoyed me a little. But, heyday two. So, it's on Dave. Yeah, which is great. Heyday One was on Dave. It's a new thing that is not on Sky Sports. It's not on BT Sports. It's not on these Box Nation. It's great channels. Box it's, Nation. It, it means you know you can generally watch you know boxing and and any opportunity where you know the, the general public can watch fights for free and, and boxing gets gets back on you know Saturday night television. Brilliant. I'm all, yeah. I'm all over it. But over it. that was not a, a, a good example of why. Boxing hasn't been on, on was you know. It was tough, wasn't it? It was abysmal. Um, I, I, I thought the, the, the first fights were shocking. I, I thought... The one that was like his mate, who they were like, he's rich and he's just decided to start boxing and he's done good in white-collar boxing and now he's here. And again, it was... it Was, was that the guy that was fighting the guy they in the... They were all complete mismatches. It, it was a bit small. But one guy was wearing a, a pair of, um, a, you know, Lonsdale five pound shorts from Sports Direct. Now, I don't think that, that you know, I'm no snob with professional what, fighter. What you wear, but let's have it right. You're fighting at the sold out O2. Yeah. If it was sold out, but come on, mate. The you thing know, that, that got me was the crowd, and they seemed absolutely. Disinterested. Who was the co-main event? Sorry, what's his name? Let's go, champ. Shannon Briggs. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon Briggs. And to be fair, he looked really good. Yeah, he, looked, he was. He was he against, ripped and sexy. Again, it seemed to be he wasn't against anyone good, but he was quick. He was powerful. Considering the 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 he amount of talks and how old he is, I was like, this isn't going to be good. But regardless of who he's against, he looked good. But the crowd just. Seemed uninterested to me, and I don't know if that was the production and they weren't mic'd up properly. But but Lethal Bizzle came out and did his new song mm. as one of the hype up things. And bear in mind, you've had oh, it was a, a horrible. Was watch. it Skepta walk out with Andy, Andy yeah, Johnson yeah, yeah. in the past? Yeah. And it was amazing, and the hype was there, and it was like this street credibility. Bizzle came out and did his new song, and the and it's got some call and response, and the crowd just seemed like they were off getting drinks and not responding at all. And I know Bizzle, he's a good dude. Um, you can love or hate his music, that's fine. He's, he's, he's a performer, he's a showman, he's a businessman, he's done a lot yeah. of good shit. That was embarrassing to watch, just because yeah, of the, not, not the lack of him. response. That was nothing to do with him, was no, it? Exactly, exactly. That, not, that, not, not because of Bizzle, that but was, because, that was because of the lack of... Pro- it was a haymaker the promotion, and, and it was a poor promotion. And fundamentally, yeah, that's not, that's like, the issue problem. was, is he was fighting 
a nobody. And don't get me wrong, you know, he's, he's, he had a, an all right record. His argument was he's got the longest a winning streak in the heavyweight yeah, but that, division you know, at the but, moment. But again, who are you fighting, son? Exactly. I think they, they reckon like the, the first like 25 fights that Deontay Wilder fought were, were, weren't even worth counting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think that how you could have fought... Uh, and I, the fact that them tickets were cheap yeah. and he was fighting nobody that was good, that he's going to make a ripple on the scene... Yeah. Or on the or on the rankings, yeah. I think it, them tickets ended up just going like, oh, they're quite cheap. Fuck it, should we just go to the the, the O2 and just get pissed? The crowd and like, yeah. and, and you know, it, as we talked on the previous because right, about like, boxing fans. Well, I was going to say fight fight fans, real fight fans are not going to go and watch that. Yes, yeah, um, if he was, to, I mean, the thing is, in the current climate, for you know, a good level of of heavyweight, yeah. There's no shortage. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think David Haywood would get so much more respect if he was to fight the likes of Dylan White, mm-hmm. um, who put on a brilliant display against Joshua. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's prepared to stand and bang. And, and everybody is obviously talking about Joshua as this, this huge hope. And, yes, he's won the title, but only three years ago, everyone was saying David Price was this this, yeah. this big prospect and yeah, he's had a few Price's ones. bad yeah. losses, but again, great fight for David Hay. The Hay-Hay. thing that got me with this was David, it was so billed, the fight was already booked for Hay But he hadn't announced the fight. It was on sale before he had announced the opponent. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, and, and I think... I keep forgetting who was the co-main events. I keep forgetting his name. I'm Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs. Let's go, champ. This was built as an advert for Havy Briggs well, there, there in was September. A, there, there was a big marketing machine and, and, and Briggs has bought his one-way ticket to the UK and, and he's and not Briggs leaving. was hilarious. He's amazing. I love great. it. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, watch him with Klitschko because he's, he's gold. He's absolute yeah. gold. Yeah. And, but the thing it, that got me was that, as, as you said, the people who've just bought a ticket, that fight ended and Hayes in the ring. And this, this reflects on the Bizzle thing as well. Hayes in the ring going, well, you know, I'd like to fight... Joshua, I'd like to fight Fury, but it was a guy tonight that's done well and looked good. How do you all think Shannon Briggs looked? And there wasn't a sound from the crowd. And I don't know if that was not mic'd up or that they were just... You could see people leaving already. But but it's like, you're trying... Even the the way the planet, you're trying to do this big hype. How do he look? I I, I thought he looked good. Let's fight him in September. It's a done deal. It's like... And the thing is, right, you know... They're trying to push it on, he's going to... If he does well, he's going to go on to fight Joshua or whoever or but Fury. I, I, but it's like, oh no, we've already agreed that it's Briggs next. And, 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 and you know, Huey Fury, you know, yeah, great record so far. Like, I'm sure we'll bite David Hayes' arm off to fight him. I mean, I can't mention the Furies without saying, "Go fuck yourself, you fucking ignorant." Dickheads. Fury ain't going to fight. You know, you understand the beef between Fury and Hay. Though. I'm talking about his brother Huey, like, and oh, and. Sorry. Huey Fury. You know, I, I, I think that they're... they're <laughs> I think they're dickheads. Huey Fury, you say. I think yeah. they're dickheads, but I, I, I they're think... They're interesting in the in the ring. They're interesting... Um, oh, they're an interesting problem to solve. I, 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 I think I, I think Anthony Joshua would have serious problems with Tyson, Tyson. Fury. Um, I think it'd be interesting. And, and, and I think that um, Huey Fury will be a, a great fight for David at this point and a great fight for Dylan White. And I, I just don't know why these fights aren't happening. And that is just... Time and time again, why I go back to why UFC is so good because yeah. that kind of bollocks. Don't you know? There's no politics. There's no different 
organisations that are you know that, that are stepping in the way and spoiling these things. It's yeah. like, you want to see him fight him? Fuck it, let's do it. And let's and, do and, it. and and there was a big reason why me and you picked followed it because you know when, when we used to watch it they, they were dream fights all the time yeah, yeah. constantly dream fights and we'd get T-O-V excited Chuck, about yeah, it T.O.V. Randy we'd be all so these excited like, yeah. about that shit and, T- and it, it, a T.O.V. Ken Shamrock and shit like that it was it was amazing fights amazing characters fighting I, I just found and what it dis- I worry about, like say the McGregor thing, and I only worry about this now because of um, your brother mm-hmm. and your brother pointing it out, is that is UFC paying attention to what Conor McGregor wants, his demands, and it shouldn't ever be that. Like it's fifty fifty. It can make, should, it can it make money, it, but yeah, I get that. But I mean, it can make the money for it, and it can expand that network but I mean, we can't what, ever expand what, the what, network what, what are we talking about are we talking about Connor just Connor but, taking his own but the, again the thing that people need to realise is a, one of the golden eras of UFC was with Chuck Liddell and all that Liddell and Tito and Dana was previously mm, Chuck's mm, manager that mm. was very much a listening to what Chuck wants what's good yeah, for Chuck yeah 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 let's talk a little bit quickly about Connor and Mayweather because a lot of people are saying it could never happen it's ridiculous now I've they're heard some rumblings. It, they're calling it. What are they calling it? I don't know what they're calling it, mate. They're calling it. What are they calling it, Stu? Well, no, what are they calling it? What are they calling it? Do you know what they're calling it? I'm asking you guys. I don't no, know I don't. what they're calling it. I don't know what you're talking about. K weather. K weather. That's what they're calling no it. No one's calling it that. Um, so Connor and Mayweather. I don't know what he's. Let's. I mean, we can ask him to leave if you want. It's your house. Um, <laughs> where's, the, where's the dog um, no, chopper so, sick balls a lot of people have said it can't happen it's been interesting because I've heard some rumblings um, and I'm not going to say my sources but rumblings that it's happening in at the end of the year in I can't remember if it's September or November and it's a CBS and Fox co-pro um, and that interested me because you would say he signed to the UFC it can't happen blah 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 but number one he goes in there and fights he's fighting in boxing if he loses is that a massive downside on the UFC I don't know that it is he's fighting in boxing and let's look at where it's taking place Vegas that's where the UFC is Vegas has a lot it's got a lot of power on the UFC or not power but can they've got a big relationship if Vegas put some pressure on and said look this is huge for our industry this is huge for our, our, our economy can you let it happen there can be some deals to be done let's look at Fox Fo- Fox do a lot of the big a UFC fights, huge relationship with the UFC. If Fox turned around, because again, you've got to remember that the, the Mayweather's contract is finished now. His previous contract to have them all on, was it Showtime? Showtime. I can't think where he had them all previously, but, or whatever is on, it's finished now. So again, a Fox could quite easily turn around and go, look, we this fight is big for us. Can we? And the argument that Chaus Sonnen made on his You're Welcome podcast, which I rate, was saying, look, if they came in if the UFC, for example, at the moment, say that Connor could potentially make them forty million an event, that's that's kind of that's top end of forty million. Quite reasonably, Fox could come in and say, "We'll pay eighty million to just take him out for one fight in boxing." Because Mayweather Connor, make no mistake, will be the biggest fight of all time. Yeah. The way the internet is now, the way it's yeah, so totally, accessible man. all around yeah, totally. that will be the biggest fight of all time. So realistically, the UFC are businessmen, and they can can look and go right. He's just he's just lost to, to Nate. If he wins again, we might have two, maybe three 
fights that would be worth 40 million. After that, what are the big fights? We're relying on new stars being made. At the moment, there's not that many there that make that much money. Nate is a big one. If GSP came back and fought him, that's a big one. Him him, him fighting Rafael de Sanos, that ain't shit. You know, I, I, there's I, I, a lot of people him fighting. Nate, money. As much as I love Nate, he, he, he's no Conor McGregor for draw. No, but it's a big fight because of how it went last time and because of the... He did cause well, a big... he fought Conor again? If he fought Conor again, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Completely, yeah. Nate looking pure, else, Yeah, that's it. Are looking purely at Conor. So they could realistically, as businessmen, go, right, hang on, we could make, let's say, 80 million off, off letting him go and have a boxing match, making him an even bigger star... And I don't think it does that much damage because you're doing it in boxing. Well, My opinion is Mayweather will win. I don't agree with the people who say it's a guaranteed first-round knockout. I think Connor's got good movement. No, he's got heavy hands. And Mayweather ain't a round. knockout artist. He can knock people out. You saw what he did to Hatton and things like that. But again, I think Mayweather's... I think Connor isn't a ploughing and power shot like Hatton is. So I think I think mm. there's, there's variation there. I think 99%... Mayweather would win is that 1% if Conor caught him with that power left then the UFC and Conor go to a next level so I I can see it realistically from a business point of view happening because there's big money in that well uh, uh, Well, yeah I completely agree with that itself I I think one of the things that um, has made Conor as famous as he is and one of the things that I love about UFC as a bit of an obsessive is the fact that you invest in your fighters. Yeah. And and Connor is a story, man. And Connor Connor is a product of that. Mm. You know, you, from from his, you know, early fights like the the UFC have nurtured him and, and with Connor's ability to be able to hype himself. But damn he can talk. You're you're on board. You you love him and you, you watch him and you watch him on tough and it's like I'm all over it, you know. And it's the beauty it's the classic arresting tactic of you love him or you hate him. Right, but and you'll tune in to see him win or you'll tune in to see him knocked out, but you're still fucking tuning in. And it's classic UFC. Like, with Tough, he's brilliant because with Tough, you go, man, I love Forrest Griffin or, mm-hmm. you know, I love Diego Sanchez. Or whoever you watch on Tough, you know, by the time they get to the octagon, like like JoJo, like when we went yeah. to Scotland and watched JoJo, you know, I've watched her on Tough and I was like, man, story. I love her. She's great. And like, and... And you want it to win because and that's you, where the UFC does so, so much better than kickboxing and, and K1. What I've just seen with a golden era of K1 and things like that, or like glory, lot, sorry, glory, sorry, glory is incredible. But 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 we don't know the stories, you, and we don't you, you don't, know who, they are. Don't, you don't know who they are. And um, 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 one of the things um, that I saw that UFC were doing now, which I've not watched yet, is where are they now? Yeah. And it's all the people that are on tough and what they're up to now. And I just think, man, I fucking love shit like that. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to know. Because I love that dude. Or like, yeah, was, I wanted yeah. to see that guy get, like, you know, sparked. And, and and I think the fact that UFC does all of this. Can you remember when um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Stallone done The Contender? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I was aware of it going on. But my brother it. watched it a lot. Loved it. It was Peter Manfredo Jr. ended up fighting Calzaghi. Yeah. And 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 it was it was brilliant, and it was the first time that like boxing had, had kind of opened the door somewhat, where like you got to see someone, invest in them, and go, oh, I love him, he's my favourite. Yeah, and and UFC definitely saw that, and Tough was off the back of that. Yeah, and and, and made Tough it, saved the UFC hugely. And, uh, they, yeah, they talk about it, that it constantly. Was that that Griffin fight, wasn't it? And like, but 
and I just love that, 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 that you're invested now. And and I think Connor is a big product to that. And I think UFC should be thinking, do you know what, we're, we, 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 we've set our own path now and, yeah. and we, we, we've broke Huge away thing. from it and we've left boxing behind. And we're only going to... And, and I think to then go back and let your... Although, again, he's come off of that defeat, your golden boy, mm-hmm. because it's him... Who, let, let's be honest, him... Who had that power? Him, Brock, Ronda... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're, they're your superstars. To then let them go back to something which I think Floyd Mayweather... Does anyone really want to see Floyd, like, fight? Pick someone apart again. Like cover up and show everyone how amazing he is at being a defensive yeah. fighter. It's not that exciting. Oh, we know that. You know, the biggest On... fight in history was meant to have been him versus Pac-Man. Yeah. Man, that was boring. I mean, like, on that, uh... it's not that exciting. Less, I've, I'm aware that we've drifted into MMA again or boxing and got a bit lost, so let's drift off of that. Okay. I'm going to quickly play um, a bit of Brian Gittins and... Are you and me, Chris, are massive fans of Brian Gittins? I had him on the podcast, and when I had him on, I said that his thing with Brett Goldstein on YouTube called The Recording is one yeah. of the funniest yeah, yeah, things totally. I've ever um, heard. And he's so, just such a good character. Definitely, man. Like I met I met him once. I met him at a, a gig at the uh, Ace, Aces and Eights in Tufnell Park. Yeah. Cool bar, super cool bar, like a rock and roll bar. Downstairs, he did a gig. Brian Gittins smashed it. He was totally funny. And uh, I spoke to him afterwards, and he was so not that Brian Gittins. He was yeah. like a normal, regular, intelligent sad, human man. being. I was sad that when I had him support me on tour, I was like, man, he's just a normal, nice, handsome yeah, guy. Yeah, not yeah, this, like, yeah, Not yeah. this weird fucking hello, all right, right. Yeah, and I was gushing, man. Yeah. I was gushing. It's I was hilarious. like, <laughs> you're the best. And uh, But he is. But he's an absolutely normal dude. But for me... This is my favourite, one of my most played favourite I mean, YouTube films. I'm not going to play that because it's seven minutes long, but I've recommended people going and listen to it. And we've been discussing what we're going to play, and I was going to play this one where he's he's just going through the keys on his keychain. <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I discussed this on the podcast, of you know it's a good character when you can watch him do almost anything, and Partridge is that. But the one I've gone for is when he used to be kind of a double act with... Angelos Epithume oh, or whatever his yeah. name is um, who was great on Shooting Stars he's great in everything and there's one a, a YouTube video of them just talking about the saying sticks and stones may break my bones <laughs> and it's only two minutes long so I'm going to play that quickly now and we might laugh a little bit and we'll keep it all in there but yeah I recommend just googling or going on YouTube looking Brian Gittins keys and Brian Gittins either rap or recording because they're they're probably my two favourites, and this is probably third, but it's shorter and translates better without the video. So let's have a let's have a quick listen. I get it all. What? The names. I get called all the names. I get called names, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. But sticks and stones may break my bones, but names would never hurt me. Try it again, Angelos. Sticks and stones, my spice. Calm down. Let's get the first bit. Sticks, sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. Hang on. Sticks and stones. 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 Mm-hmm. Next bit. My spice, my spice. Ah, I don't know. That's where you're going wrong. May break my bones. Let's try that. May break my bones. Let's do that second bit again. My spice, my spice. 
Sorry? My spikes, my spines. No, that's not correct, no. Let's try that first bit. My spikes, my spines. That's not my... What? Let's chop it into pieces and get each piece correct. No. May break. My spice. What are you saying? My spice. May break my bones. My spice, my tongue. Sorry? My spice, my bones. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. May break my spones. Six on stones, my spice, my bones. May break. My spice. No, this. What are you talking about? May break. May break. May break. May break. May break. May break. Sticks and stones may break. Sticks and stones may break. Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones may break. May break. Not may break. May break. Sticks and stones may break. Try it. No. And again. Sticks and stones may break. No. And again. Sticks and stones may break. No. It's getting worse. Next. That is absolute comp well, anyway, gook. Whenever I say it, they whack me. I am not surprised a buddy hoodie comes up to you on the bus and you say, sticks and stones, my spikes, my spikes. Yeah, what do you think he's going to do? Yeah, he's going to whack you. Yeah, he's going to whack you. And he does. I think I'd whack you. Fair enough. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking absolutely adore it. Now, the sound on that might not have been great, but hopefully the wonderful... Buddy Peace will be able to, you know, edit in the 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 correct recording of that. But yeah, I I, I love him and I think he's great. Um, I can't recommend highly enough. <laughs> the, numerous ones that that rap one, the one where I said the one where he's just going through his keys, just the keys. Yeah. Oh man, it gets me. It yeah, gets me so, so much. Like the, the keys brought me into him, and then uh, and then the rap video. With your boy Brett is 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 my Brett Goldstein, the legendary Brett Goldstein, and that's one of those things where I play it to people and it either slays them or they they stand there staring at me, confused, staring at me, confused, and I'm like, I love that's the best right, and they're like, no, Chris, that's not even remotely funny. I'm I'm staring with blurry eyes at my list of things that we need to talk about, and one just says five million downloads. And that's just wow, a boast. What the fuck we've, is that about? We've broken five million downloads on the podcast now. Oh, and wow. some of them is this drunk fucking bullshit. We are the best. We are the best. So that's 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 exciting. Like, we don't need to, to go into that anymore, but 100 episodes that's and good, 5 man. million that's downloads, really that's kind cool. of... 5 million, 5 million, 5 million. It's, it's well over now. The 5, five million, million was a month ago. That reverb on 5 million. Million, 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 <laughs> million, million for an hour. Five million, 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 million. Not obviously not of this specific episode, but yeah. Boy, do you remember when... Um, here's on my list of this month. List. When you fucking made me... Like the internet worst human being ever. Yeah, I reposted that was really your post. Not fucking funny. That wasn't. Funny. And the weird thing is, I had one that was similar that really happened, and yours was kind of a joke one. Tell your one. So it was it was a Facebook post, and I reposted it. I popped on. Like I saw a Facebook post. You know when Facebook gives you memories. Yeah. And one of my memories was something I said two three years ago, which was super fucking funny. Classic. So I had to, I had to retweet, I had to go, <laughs> yeah. But now that everyone's got kids, I had to give it with the um, the caveat. Hey, kids, by the way, don't smoke weed and don't fuck it up. Drive. Fuck, don't mouth off cops. 
But Pip didn't didn't give the caveat. He just he just plugged the joke and went. I just Haha, the joke. This is Redshift Rebel's opinion on smoking weed and driving. So what was the joke? Fucking keep um, building out. Classic. He can't remember it. Okay. Um, I bet I, he laughs a lot when he says it. Oh yeah. shit! Um, I was driving along um, the other day and um, a cop pulls me over and he says, um, "Hey man, can I smoke weed?" No. Try again. Oh, God. <laughs> Can I smell weed? There we go. <laughs> oh, I smoke smell. <laughs> hey I'm not man, good at retelling jokes. I'm not hey, man, can I smell weed? Hey, man, can I smell weed? I said, no. No? No, and I said, oh, no, uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Start Shoot. again. Hey, man. Uh, okay, I'll, be I'll, be I'll be the cop. I'll be the cop. No, I'll be the cop. I'll be the cop. I can't, hey, I can't hey, man. be too funny. I'm not a performer. Hey, hey man. I'm, I'm a, actually I'm a... funny. Hey, man. I'm... Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones, man. <laughs> Sticks and stones. <laughs> so, hey, Chris, Chris, I'm going to say, hey, man. I'm a pretty cool <laughs> casual cop. I say, hey, man. I say, hey, man. I don't say, excuse me, sir. Hey, man, man. I'll tell you what. If you did, I'd destroy you. Hey, man. Can I smell weed? I know. Have you been smoking any? That's what I said to him. That's what I said to the copper. I said he had to go at me. He said, "Hey man, can I can I smell weed? Can I smell? Can I smell squeed?" And I I said, uh, "And I said, no, I don't know. Have you been smoking any?" Copper laughed his arse off, arse off, and drove away. Which was a lot funnier for me because I've been smoking loads of weed. Can you? Can you? I mean, I've just I turned on my Wi-Fi to do that bit. Can you read the top notification on my Facebook at the moment, Stu? <laughs> Chris Martin sent you a friend request. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not Chris Martin from Coldplay. Mice my spines. But um, no, it's interesting because I was, I was in my car the other day and I was going to drop off DJ Yoda's mixer. It was yep. the day after a lizard's. And I was in North London and I was in traffic and there was an accident and I was sat still. So I had my window down, it was a sunny day and I had my phone out and I was doing probably a funny tweet. Something classic like that. Classic Pip. And a police van had its lights on and was going through traffic, couldn't go too fast because of people having to move aside. And as he got to me, the guy had his window wound down and he said... Put your phone down. And I instinctively, just because of used to us just having banter and stupidness, looked up and went, you keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> as, as, as he still not, and I was like, man, I'm glad he was in a rush and had to be somewhere because I deserve to be fined and punished for that. But that, that's, that's how that went down. You keep your eyes on the road. I, yeah, I, have, I have something similar to that. In um, Sainsbury's uh, petrol station uh, off of the 127 <laughs> in Basildon. You were dogging wild style. I was in... Um, Let's just ignore Chris from now. He's a bit tipsy. I was in Justin's 4x4 um, <laughs> uh, type car thing yep. years ago. And, uh, and I was on my mobile phone in the passenger seat uh, whilst he was filling up the car. Yep. Um, and... Uh, He's, he's filled up, paid, and as he's walking back to the car, another bloke who was filling up his car on the next pump to me has walked round, banged on the door in a really irate manner and gone to me, what are you doing? And I was on the phone, I went, hang on a minute, what are you doing? And he went, 
You'll blow this place sky high, you moron. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, I have pissed myself laughing at this. And I went, why? And he went, phone. And so I I went, I've got to go. And I... he thought I was going to blow up the petrol station because I was seeing inside a car on your phone. O- on a phone. What a dickhead! Oh man, that's fun though, isn't it? Because you can play did, around did, with a human being like that. I told you, you. Did I tell you the story about the the, the fellow I work with and his mate and the Alsatian? No. no. On to the next no. story. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> quite odd. Go on. Do you want to go into it? Yeah. Go uh, on. I, I think it's worth. A, Apparently it's on YouTube um, to, to, to be seen. Oh, my God. Are you talking about the story you told me? Yeah. It's quite strange. Go on. And, uh, and, and a fellow that I work with went, we were just talking about stupid shit and stuff that our friends have done on that. And he went, check out my mate. Like, he, he obviously done too many drugs when he was young and he's fried his brain a little bit. And, yep. and his, his stories are, uh, yeah. Messy. Are, and and he's a bit of a one of you know a bit of a catastrophe. So anyway, his his story was that um his friend had asked him to, to look after his dog while he went on holiday and Alsatian and said like it's it's not particularly well, it's it's old. Oh dear. And uh and, and in the event of you know anything happening, let my sister know and she'll deal with it. Okay, deal with no it. worries. So um so he's moved in while they're on holiday and he's overseeing the you know the welfare of this Alsatian anyway second day Alsatian dies yeah damn so uh, phones his sister and, uh, and and phones the owner on holiday and says sorry mate your dog's look just, yeah, just take around my sister's my sister would deal with it no worries presuming he was going to put it in a car and go around there he'd been done for drink driving so didn't have a car uh, so he thought, I'm going to have to take it on the train. <laughs> <laughs> so let's put it in a suitcase. A dead, a dead Alsatian. In a just popped it in a suitcase. Right, of course he has. Um, as you can imagine, they're probably quite heavy. So They're big dogs. Really. And, mm. and so he's, he's took it on the, the train into London. The old German Shepherd. Yep. And, uh, and he's got it on the escalator. Mm-hmm. And he's got his rucksack as well, his stuff in, and he's struggling a bit. So the bloke's like, you right there, mate? Do you want a hand? And he went, yeah, go on in, mate, yeah. Can you just take that for a minute? And he's took the suitcase, suitcase. with the dead yeah. Alsatian in it, which obviously the bloke went, bloody hell, waste of time, what's in there? And he went, oh, money, like joking. And so when they've got to the top of the escalator, the bloke's just literally grabbed the suitcase and just fucking legged it. <laughs> That's so good. That is so good. Fuck, uh, the most beautiful thing about nicking something ever. Imagine that. that. Getting that back. I'm zipping that shit. I've got two things on that. Number one, Jim Smallman, who, who is one of the owners of Progress, is a stand-up comedian and hosts Tuesday Night Draw and the Distraction Pieces Network. His favourite joke, he was in, he was touring, he was gigging with another comedian in Germany. And I think it was the venue had a, a venue dog and it was an Alsatian, beautiful Alsatian, and knocking about. And his mate, I looked over and he said, of course, over here, they're just called shepherds. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which is absolute mm. gold. Um, but also, on, on the stealing things... Um, I, I was 
Bristol is a weird town for me. I've had two girlfriends leave me for Bristol. Two mm. different girlfriends have gone to uni at Bristol or wherever else, and it's not worked out because of that. But one, um, Jen... I was, Loads of others left in for other places. Oh, they other didn't reasons. Say destinations. There's Nuki, there's all sorts, but... That, they were all Tom, yeah? Bogno. All Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the destination was Tom. No, they Tom. were leaving for Tom. <laughs> Tom's that was a joke. I heard his D is the best. Anyway, um, so, one, I was visiting in Bristol... And I'd driven up there in my, I think it was a Fiesta or something. I will get onto my first ever car soon. That's a hell of a tale. Um, so I drive up there and I parked in an NCP car park and uh, had a lovely weekend. <laughs> had a, a delightful time. Stayed at her halls of residence. She was at uni there. And I got back to my car to find the back window had been broken. And I'm like, I'm not a rich person. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. No. And I get in there and the only solace was the fact... Or was the idea of thinking of these gone in 60 seconds type high-end car thieves breaking in and all they'd done was throw all the gloves around because I was a dickhead and I found it funny that in my glove box I just had loads of gloves. (laughs) (laughs) So I just had a glove box full of gloves and I can imagine them breaking in like, yeah, let's rob this and then open it and just finding gloves and the fury... As they all they'd done was throw my gloves around, and that was oh man, that's dope. That, that, and that, that, that is you. That is that is totally you, dickhead. Having a glove box. Um, they were lucky they didn't look in my boot. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey. Um, first car, Christopher Glasser. We're going to have to wrap this up. We're at fifty-five minutes on the fourth episode. Black, black Ford Fiesta. Man, I wrote, I wrote that deep. I wrote it long. Nice, Stu. Uh, Penny farthing. Uh, Mark, Mark, <laughs> uh, blue Mark Three Escort Estate with um, cat in the hat painted on the bonnet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck yes. you, man! Really? Get in. That is beautiful. I had a gold Daihatsu Domino, which no one knows about. Domino, motherfucker! Exactly. Um, and I rang up to get it um, insured, and it was a half a liter engine half a litre and I rung up and I'm like half a litre engine and, and the insurance people on the phone are like okay one and a half litres did that cargo yeah not that fast so like one and a half litres I'm like nope half a litre like yep a one and a half litres like, I don't think I knew you back then I'm I, like, didn't, I didn't no, fuck did. around with anyone with less than a three quarter litre no engine. half a litre and they go um, and I go no 500cc and they're like oh oh it's a <laughs> it's a moped I'm like no it's a car <laughs> And I still had huge insurance, and they tried to argue, like, we're insuring you against what you could crash into. You could crash into a Porsche. And I genuinely said on the phone, I'd have to, f- to f- fucking catch up with it first, which was <laughs> completely you unrealistic. you overtaken by, like, dogs? and Yeah, like, 500cc, Daihatsu Domino. Daihatsu Domino. And, and, and the Daihatsu Domino had a massive steering wheel, and I was, I'm tall. So my mum's mate Jay put a racing steering wheel on there. <laughs> so I had this tiny little steering wheel that looked slick as fuck in my Daihatsu Domino that, oh, that looked brilliant. like a Transformer, essentially. So that was... Oh, are we all losing steam? It feels like we're at the end of the podcast because you guys are struggling Boy. to, to get fine. a sentence out. Chris. Um, Thanks, man. The things I've got, got left on the pod... I left noting... Breaking the world record. This is a short yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, what is that? Breaking the um, world record for As what? we mentioned before, Sam Marshall of mm-hmm. Chester Street CrossFit, CrossFit. gives me my CrossFit yeah. exercises. 
I had one one day, and I send him my results each time, and he compares them to his class and things oh, like that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I send him my results for a particular wall ball exercise, um, which is a thing where you've got a medicine yeah, ball yeah. and you're throwing out the wall and doing these squats. And I sent him my result, and he said, really? And I went, yep. And he went, right, you've just broken the world the world record for that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's nice. In my, spirit, in my conservatory, I've yeah. just broken the world world record. Obviously, we learned quite quick. I was doing I was doing it wrong. I wasn't squatting fully. But I still feel that maintains I've got the world record for... You were for, telling porky pies. No, I wasn't, te- I wasn't telling porky pies. I just wasn't doing the exercise properly. I wasn't squatting as much Could in the wall reach, as I meant to. But it means I've got the world record for... A shitty half squat wall ball. So that wasn't a long one. Easy. I've got a note of the fighter and the kids trans bathroom. And this is real brief. Mm. I love the fighter and the kids. And we've discussed this. Brian Callan is hilarious. I like when he nerds out and is intellectual. Brendan Sharp is golden now. And you've been one over to Sharp. I was defending Sharp yeah, on that no, first no, one. No. And you were like, no, he's a dick. And he's, he's a no. wall. But Stu looks like Sharp's father. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the, the, <laughs> he does a bit. You do. There's, exactly. there's, there's, um, <laughs> there's been a subject that's come up on there a few times, and it's the thing, I think it's in Minneapolis. No, it's not, but it's somewhere. Bruce Springsteen cancelled a gig because of a new law that has come in that's saying that trans people aren't allowed to go in the toilet yeah. of their current identified gender. Wow, really? <clears throat> yeah, and it's bullshit. And the thing that's annoyed me is the fighter and the kid, although it gets l- laddie and they get silly, they're quite intelligent and it's still, I like it, but the thing that's annoyed me is I don't think they've had a grasp on it. And the argument that annoys me repeatedly is people say, look, and you've got kids, Stu, they say, look, I'm all for everything being equal and pro-gender and all this, but if my daughter's in the toilet, I don't want a guy being able to just put on a wig and go in that toilet. And they're saying it's a risk to women, it's a risk of sexual assault, and it's a misunderstanding of the law. It's if you are legally defined as a female, which isn't an easy thing to do. You have to live for a certain time as a female. You don't have to have your dick dick cut off. That's That's not an essential thing, but it's if you're defined as a female and you've legally changed your gender to female then you can go in there. So it's not a case of, I just don't like the idea of some guy can put on a wig and then go in the toilet where my my wife is or my kids are or whatever else. That's not the f- fucking case. No, no one likes that. And let's not fuck about. The fear is some deviant or some rapist. Mm. Let's not fuck about. The fact is, I don't have to put on a wig. If I'm a fucked up, horrible person, I can wait till it's a bit quiet. I can walk into a girl's toilet and I can do something horrible. That's a fucking horrible thing, but the fact is, someone is more likely to do that than spend a year living as a woman to get their identity changed on their ID. And the thing that's that's fucked up is videos have come out of 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 women of gay women who've got something of a masculine look but are very much female being kicked out of women's toilets because the security there are saying you're a man. You're not allowed in here. But and it's because of this f- fucking bullshit law. And what they're also ignoring is the people that have gone from... I'm going to rant for a bit on this. I'm very sorry, but I've looked into it a lot and it's pissed me off. It's the people... There's people who've gone from from female to male but less, before, who are very muscular and very intimidating. And the fact is now that person that you're 
you're looking at it looks far more intimidating by your law that person has to piss and, and next to your daughter or whatever else yeah, but and again the fucking daughter is cubicles in women's toilets but the but, fuck's going on but sons daughters are, are, you know if you're going to be some some dick that's getting like frosty about stuff like that you've also got to think that there's sons and daughters that are trans yeah like, they made um, this decision one, and made one, this change. One of my very good friends approached me at the club a little while ago after um, I, I spoke to her about Jordan and, and obviously, you know... Um, Jordan, Jordan great, a great guest on the podcast who's gone on to smash it on The Voice and is a great um, um, example of role model for right, trans, exactly, the trans right, community. And, and that's, that's exactly what it is. And, 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 my, and my friend's daughter was, was born a, a man and, and, and he's... I think she's... Thirteen, mm-hmm. and obviously that's that's that, that's some serious shit for mm, for, for someone of that age to yeah, go through, yeah, and and identify with Jordan as a as a, as a role model, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and 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 Jordan then sent me some messages to pass on to Amazing. her, and that, which which was brilliant, and and I just think when you're looking at going, well, I, I, I'm a, I'm a parent, and, and my son or daughter's got to go in that toilet, and someone in the week. Your son and daughter could quite easily be trans and has to go in them toilets as well. And, you know, you shouldn't just blank it. You should deal know, with that. You should look it's at it from that thing. That, yeah. And it's such a, again, it's looking at that, it's looking at that anomaly. It's saying there's someone who's a threat who's going to go through this to make some kind of attack. Right. If they're that determined, that shit's going to happen anyway. People forget that there have been females attacking children. There's female paedophiles. There's female whatever else. So it's a stupid thing to get panicked over that. Um, well, what I, what I genuinely think is that how can we get so stuck up and, and expect kids to get confused about genitalia mm. and sexual orientation, yet we try That's to the teach them about Sorry, science, religion, maths, algebra, yeah. the English language... Diction, religion, history, and we think they're going to get overly confused because someone waltzes in somewhere with a dick or a vagina. Again, and, that's the fucking crazy thing: is it's no not, one will ever see that. No, but 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 my point if, is, if, if but, you're but, a man but, with no, a penis going into a women's toilet, just really quickly, you're going into a cubicle because women's toilets have cubicles. If you're a woman who's become a man. You're not going to be pissing at the urinal if you've not got a penis. You're going to be going into a no. fucking cubicle. So no. it's not this thing of being con- confr- no. confronted by no, this but, but, mixed but, gender. But, it's but, fucking but, but, stupid but paranoia. Go beyond that. Yeah. Go beyond that confusion. Go beyond the fact that some of us might have dicks and some of us might have fannies or vagina uh, or tits or whatever. Yeah, that's not a difficult. That's not <laughs> yummy. That's not difficult. Yeah. That's not a difficult explanation for a child who has no brain, who is a sponge. Or not even has no brain, has no preconceived prejudice. That's what I mean, though, mate. That's exactly what I mean, right? So so you're a brain and you're absorbing information. Yeah. And there's so many more complicated things other than gender, sexual preference. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing that people need to get their heads around as well, is gender has nothing to do with sexual preference. Nothing... At all. Exactly. And it's another reason that Jordan Gray, fucking tall, dark friend, adore the girl because she's a great example of that. Cause but you she do was get born, the point I was making, she, Yeah, right? no, completely, completely. But she was born with, with male genitalia. She identifies as a woman, has become a woman, 
is going out with a woman. Mm. It's not a gay thing. It's not that had male genitalia has realised he's gay is now becoming... It's, it, sexuality has nothing to do with gender. It's the gender identification and it... Yeah, I it just think me the that, fuck off. I just think that it takes a lot of time to discuss all this. Yeah. And I'd rather be having a laugh. Yeah, than completely. having to get so confused over like who's fucking who's, when, when, who's when, when, fucking who's 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 got what bits I mean I want to uh, who's got say, what bits I and, and who's fucking well, what, what's your gender what, what are you doing what are you just, homosexual just you're ever straight? so quickly I think again we can go too far on it it's okay to be confused by this shit yeah, or to be is. uncomfortable it's, it's a natural thing to go oh wow so that Guy who's Kim Kardashian's dad is now a woman. That's weird. Exactly. How many times have me and you woken up next to a (laughs) a woman who's got a dick, but it was in your dick, and it was space docking? Anyway. But yeah, so again, it's okay to have a bit of confusion and be, be... be confused about it. but again it's all it's all part it should just be an open part of society. discuss it I want to quickly jump upset through about it. there's there's one thing I've mentioned a couple of times there's a few things on here I haven't mentioned so we, we won't go into them I mentioned George Zimmerman we're not even going to d- d- discuss it George Zimmerman is a cop that or even a security kind of cop a weird line that shot a young black man in a hoodie who was innocent um a lot of people were shocked he wasn't charged or or done for this because it seemed what, the like a crime. the black man with the hoodie? No, the, the, the Sorry, cop George did the shooting. Zimmer's See, Zimmer's a little Zimmer. joke. Um, but yeah, it's it shocked that he wasn't done for this. That's, that's, that's here or there. You can argue whether he's just sold the gun he shot the kid with for a quarter of a million pounds. And that makes me say, I mean, beforehand... I said he was a piece of shit cunt, and now I just think that's confirmed. So we won't even go into that. That was what we were going to get into. Let's not discuss that. Um, you touched upon s- as, as something there of Jordan passing on some messages and being a great example. Can you get me a beer quickly? No, we're ending the podcast, Chris, and you need to go home. You're far too drunk. Um, Stu, would you be all right with ending the podcast on a story that you've told me before about your friend James Buckley and your – is it your cousin's um, – prom thing is that yeah. okay to share oh really yeah i just think that's a nice story and, and just saying how jordan was was so forward in going like i'll be that influence and be that yeah. that positive figure so i think that's a good positive thing to oh, end man, on it was, it's really positive it's a really sweet it's a beautiful story yeah, you know yeah. and it came to mind as soon as you were saying it and i thought rather than get hung up on all these other angry things i've made notes well, on yeah okay that. um yep yeah, um me and my family say my wife my children we 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 foster children and we haven't currently got any, um, but my sister-in-law and her husband foster kids. Yep. Chris? He's just sleeping. No, no, he wasn't no, laughing. I won't, I won't it looked like laughing. he was laughing then and he yeah. wasn't. Hey, he was no, I won't sleeping. even be um, an arsehole then. Um, but um, my, uh, my sister-in-law um, uh, has, has, has brought up um, from the age of, I think she was 15, um, an, an amazing kid who, when you were talking about Bristol earlier, um, she's one of the only children in the, the care system um, that has that has got into university. Oh wow! Um, and, and she's studying uh, photography uh, in Bristol. Wicked. And then she's she's an amazing kid who's had a horrific upbringing, and and and, and basically she um she she moved up to here and um and and was, was living with um my, my sister in law, and and she went to a, a a local school around here, and and it was at the time that the the in betweeners was huge, and um and obviously at that point I was looking after. James, guy that plays Jay, 
and, and going out on the road with him. And... Who was the iconic figure as well yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, between. Yeah, he yeah, was the, the fake cool kid with loads of classic yeah, stories. Yeah, he, he, had, he had all the, the taglines and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it was... You know, the amount of times he, I must have heard people screaming bus wanker at him and stuff like that. And, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and, and you know, nice guy. And, and, you know, we become good friends. And, yeah, my, I, I won't say her name, but my, my niece sort of said, um, she heard a load of lads at school saying, like, about the in-betweeners. And she said, oh, like, you know, my, my uncle knows them. Yeah. And, uh, and they just ripped her and said that she was talking shit and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And... Uh, and I just thought a typical oh, schoolyard yeah bully, yeah it's just, just, just particularly shit like that. A, a young girl who's you know come into a new community yeah 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 and and I just thought Easy like target. you know if she ever listens to this like you know I've never really sort of spoke to her about it but you know she's she's just took so much on the chin and she's an, just such an amazing kid yeah and she's a you know she's a woman now and yeah. and, and, and 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 basically she she come round to see uh me and Carol was telling us about her prom because she was leaving school and we, we bought a, a dress for her yeah. so she could go, you know, a, a prom dress and whatnot. And I remember her sort of ringing her mates up and, and talking about it and, and asking about the, the, the limos because everyone gets limos to these proms now yeah. and it's big business and, and there was no room for her. And she just, just took it straight on the chin and was like, oh, okay. I just thought, oh man, this is this is not good, you know. This kid's had so much of a rough deal. Yeah, and, uh, excited about a dress and then being yeah, yeah, knocked yeah, back yeah. on the shared limos and, and, and it was real Cinderella shit. And and so yeah, we I, I, I just I didn't sort of say much to her, but I said like, you know, just leave it with me for a bit. And I phoned up James and I said, look, will you do me a favour? Like, will you take my niece to her prom? <laughs> and he was like, okay, yeah. And uh, it was just, man, that's cool. And, so it was, and it was just at the player up the one two eight, and we got a, a friend of ours like had a Porsche, and so we 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 got the Porsche, and, and everyone was turning up in their limos on this red carpet outside, and there was all the parents, all the teachers, and photographers all doing these photos as these different limos were pulling up, and and, and literally we've just sort of overtook all of these limos and just pulled up by this red carpet and. And my niece got out, and then and then James got out, and, yeah. and literally these just cameras were going crazy, and everyone's like, "It's Jay from in between us," blah blah blah. And I remember all these lads come running over, and we're like, "We have photos and that," and he was like, "No, no, 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 no I'm, I'm, I'm with, and I won't say her name, but I'm with, yeah. you know, I'm with her. And 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 that was it. And he, he walked her in. And I just thought, you know, it's a superficial as fuck. Yeah, but at fifteen years of age. Life's superficial, man. World, doesn't and, it? Yeah, like, of course it is. and I just thought if she can start college as being that girl that the bloke from the in between is took from, like anything counts at that age. Do you know what I mean? If you can get your head above the water and like you know earn a few call points, then yeah, it was it was fantastic. And you know she's she loved college and she's she's at uni now and and she's she's brilliant. She's you know she's one of mine and my missus best mates and we yeah. we, we you know. Love her dearly, and, and and I'll forever this day like well I want to James for just being top lad and doing stuff like that, and it was at the time. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to have gone to all the papers and gone. 
check out this amazing kid and what's happened to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she's in the care system. You can't do it. And yeah, like, of course, so, of course. You know, her parents couldn't have known about it or anything like yeah. that. You know, we had to keep it, you know. Because, again, it makes it more beautiful because it's a thankless task. It's, it was. It's not a problem. It wasn't a PR thing, thing for him. Anything no else. one see that shit. Like, it's beautiful. You know, and, and he's had some, some stuff in the press where they've dug him out and you just think, yeah, he, he could have he could have tipped off a couple of paps yeah, about that easy, and been easy. look at this look guy, at this here, nice guy. shining armor, taking this you know underprivileged kid to a prom, and he didn't. You I know, love it. No, fair play. Yeah, well, that's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you all very much for tuning in. This has been another drunk cast with Christopher Glasson Word. and Stuart Whiffin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And my name is Scroobius Pip. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, at Scroobius Pip, yo, all that other bullshit. We out. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's. Discretion pieces.